God bless you. MC, your hand waving to the glory of God. Thanks so much. I want to appreciate God for the opportunity to uh, be with you this morning. I want to thank my brother, my junior brother, Pastor Benizar, and then the church hierarchy for the privilege. Uh, and as time, we all know that we are, because of time constraints, so I wouldn't spend much time. I'll just speak for the next 30 minutes. Amen. And uh, I'm likely informed that uh, we have been given the opportunity to visit at any time that I like. And so it means that you will not be seeing me for the last time. Most of when my daughter brought me here. <laughs> Amen. Uh, please, if there were any reasons why somebody should not take the vaccine, the vaccination, I will be the number one for peculiar reasons. Because I'm somebody that have enjoyed divine healing for the last 60-something years. I've never been admitted to the hospital. But that notwithstanding, please, but that notwithstanding, I've taken the vaccination. Hallelujah. So that even if I am free, that doesn't mean my brother is also free. So that will not be a career. So please don't get, despite the conspiracy theories and all that, we know. But the one who is in us is greater than he who is in this world. So we'll survive it. And the corona, it is coming to pass. Very soon, it will be part of history. Amen. Uh, my topic or my theme is about blood covenant. Blood covenant. If time, time was on our side, we would have gone through why the occults, those who are in the occulted world, and the demons, uh, they all like blood. Or whatever they do, they involve themselves with the blood. Uh, but time may not allow that. At the appropriate time, where I will reach, I will come and continue. I've been praying for you for the past three days when I discussed with Pastor, and Pastor said that I, I should minister this morning. Especially for those of you who have been expecting something in your life for quite a long time. And I had to make references. You know, when you go to the Supreme Court, you have to give references. Am I right? You don't just go and present your case. You have to call this case number one, case number two. So when I was praying for you, I had to bring God to an instance, something that happened in my ministry. That God, you did it that day. So as I'm coming to PI, I want the same thing to happen here. And so I would like to share that short testimony. Uh, to have been in two parts, but for the sake of time, we went to a place for a rally, and a miracle happened there. Let me conclude it that way. And so we decided to go there now for a convention. Carry the whole church for convention. And because of the miracle that happened, I don't know actually, probably it was the news around the whole town. And uh, somebody sent us an SOS that, Pastor, as you are coming for the convention, please come and lodge in my house. Free accommodation. It's a place which was no known. We didn't have a chair there. Nothing. Ah, free accommodation. Well, at least it will save us some cash. Am I right? So I told my elders that, okay, 
somebody has offered us a free, a free uh, what is it, accommodation. So for at least for those of us who be able to be accommodated, let's go there. So when we went there, they said, oh, Pastor, you and your wife, you stay there, you stay there. We would like to stay. So, okay, it's also good. But when we were in the evening, when we were about to sleep, this couple left their bedroom and said, Pastor, you and your wife, come and sleep in my bed. I know we can't. They said, no, Pastor, you must sleep in our bedroom. Ah, the, the guy is a Ghanaian, but the wife is a Nigerian. Not knowing that they had been married for 14 good years without an issue. 14, 14 good years without an issue. You see, some people are very smart. In, in this kingdom business, you say they develop it by force. Am I right? So if you are in this business and become mufumufum and you think that God will do it, God will do it, don't take action. You don't, you'll be there and the miracles will be passing. With not even really smart. Well, we're forced to sleep there anyway. So after the convention, I called there. They said, God, if there's anything that is on the heart of this guy who offered his room for us. To end the story short, that same meant. I said, that same meant. The man rushed the mission house and he, he, he was rolling. Pastor, it is done. Pastor, what is done? My, my wife has taken in. So I had to give reference. I had to refer God to that miracle. God, you that you did it there. I know there are people here who have been waiting for the miracle for quite a long time. And I pray that this last supper, which is, which is, is going to, to, to revive somebody, it is going to reawaken somebody. It's going to rekindle somebody. It's going to bring some, somebody back to life. That even if the doctors are saying, apologies to doctors, please, that even your womb is dead. Sarah's womb was dead. But something happened. Are you with me? We've got all things. See, this is some things. Say, we've got all things are possible. So I want to assure you that a door is going to be open for you. And you will give glory to God for what he has done. I'm reading from Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 to 14. Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 to 14. Um, I thought they know the students could have read, read it for us. Genesis chapter 17, verse 9 to 14. And somebody opened Matthew chapter 26, verse 20, chapter 26, verse 28. Now, Read from the NIV. Then God said to Abraham, As for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you, for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you. The covenant you are to keep, every male among you shall be circumcised. And you are to undergo circumcision. And it will be the sign of the covenant. I want to underline the word sign of the sign. There must be a sign. The sign of the earth. Covenant between me and you. This is between you and me. I was very why he said between me and you. Hallelujah. He said this is the sign of the covenant between me and you. It is a unilateral. Okay, let me explain so that I will not forget. It's a unilateral covenant, agreement. Agreement, you have about two, two or more types of but what I know is that we have the bilateral agreement and bilateral and then unilateral agreement. Are you with me? So that if two countries are signing an agreement of equal equality, they call it bilateral 
agreement. But when one is superior and the person is putting in more, it's no more going to be 50-50, but it becomes unilateral. So here you see that it's God who is dictating the terms of the word. The covenant, covenant means agreement. So it's God who is determining, dictating the terms of the agreement because he is the boss. Hallelujah. So he said, the covenant is between me and you. So we don't have, we don't have covenant with God. It's God who has covenant with us. That's the mistake that people make. You can't say, God, sit down and let me covenant with you. You can't do that. God has covenant with the Church of Pentecost collectively and also individually. Am I right? Uh -huh. So it is God who has covenant with us. So we see him saying something there. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised, including those born in your household or bought with money for, from a foreigner. Those who are not your offering, whether born in your household or bought with your money, they must be circumcised. My covenant in your flesh is to be an everlasting covenant. And any uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised in the flesh be cut off from his people because he has broken my covenant. And then the Matthew chapter 26 and verse 28. Who has gotten that? Who is reading for us? Matthew chapter 26, verses 28. Yes. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Please repeat. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. This Amen. is the blood of this, my, was it? My blood. This is my blood. This is that. This is. You know the difference between that and this. Am I right? Good. All right. So we're trying to talk about blood covenant this morning. And you can't talk about covenant without also talking about dispensations. But they go hand in hand. And if we were to talk about eschatology, we have also known that uh, the dispensations go with covenants, they go with judgments, they go with rewards. So these are the things. And so when I talk about, so briefly I'll just let us talk about dispensation, then I jump to the, the covenant, the main topic. And when I'm talking about dispensations, it's not a matter of particular time limit. It is as God decides. So you see that since generations, since God started creation, he has dealt with us, we have gone through a whole lot of dispensations. We started with the dispensation of innocence, which is the Edenic covenant. So that's why I say they go together. I want to repeat. Dispensation of innocence, which is the Edenic covenant. The covenant was made in the Garden of Eden. And then we came to the dispensation of conscience, which is the Adamic covenant. So there you see covenant also there. And like I said, I told you, every covenant ends with judgment and reward. So one day you are going to be rewarded. I was expecting a better army for that. Then we come to the dispensation of the human government, that is Noah, the Noah covenant, the time of Noah. And then we came to the dispensation of promise, which is the Abrahamic covenant. That's the one we read this morning, which we will dwell much this morning. And then we also came to the dispensation of the law, which is the Mosaic covenant. Then after that, the dispensation of grace, which is 
the present generation. Hallelujah. And that is the, the new covenant or the new testament. Where we read in Matthew chapter 26, verse 26 to 28. And after that will come the expectation of the kingdom of Christ Jesus, which is the everlasting covenant. And why seven? Why seven? Because seven is a perfect number. Am I right? Why are we going to stay in heaven for seven years? How many of you believe that maybe after the rapture, the end of the world has come? If you have that, that in mind, please remove it. People are preaching that uh, immediately after the rapture, then the end. No. We are going to be in heaven with Jesus Christ for seven years. Next time I'll explain it. They will come down on earth for 1,000 years. Pastor, am I right? To reign with him here before the end time of our church. So there's no between end of time and time of the end. There's no between end time and also time of the end. Hallelujah. So now we are in the expectation of grace. And let me also remind you that grace has been in the system right down from the beginning. In fact, there's nobody that was saved or is being saved out of grace. Even if we you take, if it was not plain as we are seeing it today, it, is still, it was still there. It is the same grace which has been in the system that saved Abraham. Not that Abraham was a righteous. He wasn't a righteous person. He was an idol worshiper. At least the parents were idol worshippers. Please are you with me? So it is the same grace. And uh, please let me even go back a little further. That because that grace even happened in the Garden of Eden. But the Bible says that after Adam and Eve fell, uh, God had to give them a covering. Am I right? Because they tried to cover, they, they tried self-righteousness. They, they tried to cover themselves with something. And you are going to cover yourself, you cover yourself with fig, fig tree, fig leaves. The fig that is already disgraced. The fig, the tree that is going to crucify Jesus Christ. That, that is going to help in the hanging of Jesus Christ. It's already disgraced. The fig tree that is going to be cursed. It is like double agony. So God had to remove that self-righteousness, that disgrace, and put on them, put on them a better growing. And that means that something happens. Somebody had to die. An animal had to die. Am I right? And the animal that was dead or died represented Jesus Christ. And it means that, like Peter said, that the, 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 the lamb was chosen. It was slain. Even if Jesus Christ was Crucified, he, he, was, he was born crucified. Jesus Christ was born crucified. He was already dead when he was born. So it is that grace that was played back to go by Adam and Eve. So when you go to heaven, don't be surprised to go and find Adam and Eve in heaven. Those of you who are thinking that you are going to take Adam and Eve to the Supreme Court and charge them for, I don't know, felony or I don't, I don't know. I, think, I, I pray that lawyers will be here to, to help me out. The treasonable offense was against God himself. We're talking about the one against us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you have that in mind, forget about it. But because, because Adam and Eve, the grace covered them. They accepted it. They did not, they did not discard it. They don't say, oh God, after all, we are driving us away, so we don't even need it. No. And the same clothing that is covering you. That's Jesus Christ, who is our righteousness. 
Hallelujah. Are you with me? Now, every covenant has a sign. That's why I said that, uh, underline that sign. For example, if you see my ring here, my hand, nobody will tell you that I am married. Am I right? This is the sign of the heart, the covenant of marriage between me and my wife. Hallelujah. And we sealed it with our uh, signature. So every covenant might have a sign and also a signature or a seal. So here we see uh, God telling him that this will be a sign of your, the covenant between me and then you. Hallelujah. Now, the, 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 the covenant was about circumcision. Please, take note that it wasn't the first time God was making a covenant with Abraham. But this particular covenant was very special. And in fact, any covenant that is sealed or ratified by blood, and in fact, in most cases, right down from Adam to, like I've told this morning, every covenant is ratified by blood. So the question is that, what is in blood? What makes blood so unique? Because I don't know, I know doctors are here, whether somebody, when you go to hospital, you are sick and they recommend blood for you. If there's water, I think you can just maybe command, let me use the word command, hydrogen and oxygen, and then you join together and you get your water. Am I right? Oh, my, my, my science today, my science uh, masters. Hallelujah. But what formula will produce blood? Tell me. Tell me the formula, please. Tell me the elements you add together. So that you can, so that when you go, you see, go to hospital and then you say that me, I can't, I don't, I don't have blood, I can't have the money. Then you just add this substance and that substance. Then you get blood and then you do the transfusion. It is not there. That means there's something special in blood. So this one, we are talking about blood covenant. So if God wants to make this covenant very, very special, blood must speak. Because life is in the blood. Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 11. And the Bible says that the river of life is also blood. Blood flows like a river. It's also in the Bible. And it also serves as a protective shield, both offensive and defensive weapons to the Christian. We know what the blood of Jesus Christ can do. Or what it is doing. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> when I see the blood, when I see the blood, add it, help me. When I see the blood, it's past every danger. So every corona is passing over. I say it is passing over. So long as we are done with the Lord Jesus Christ and we are taking the body and we are taking the blood. But please go for your vaccination. To fulfill all righteousness. Have that mind. So that's why I'm confidently telling you that. It's also good for that. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. So if you are sitting here, if you are going to heaven, it's not because we are because somebody paid a price for us. He paid the debt he did not owe. I owe the debt. I could not pay. I need someone to wash my sins away. 
A brand new song, amazing praise. Lord Jesus, paid a debt that I could never pay. Hallelujah. Amen. You know why I like this particular assembly? My heart is here. Because you have given me the, you have, you have opened your doors for me. That's number one. And number two, in a way, this also resembles Pierre de Brucey, Victoria Island in Lagos. The music, the ministrations here. At least I've seen one of your ministrations here a couple of weeks back. And I said, this is the church my heart belongs. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. Lord Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Hallelujah. Amen. And that benefits of the of Christ's blood. It's the redemption through his blood. We have redemption through his blood. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. Justification by the blood. Romans chapter 5, verse 9. I'll just give you a few because of time. Reconciliation through the blood. Colossians chapter 1 verse 20. Peace with God and peace of God. You can't have the peace of God when you don't have peace with God. It is peace with God first that will enable you to have the peace of God. So peace with God and peace of God through the blood. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 20. Hallelujah. Access to God by the blood. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13. You can read it to verse 18. Sanctification by the blood. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 13. Communion with God through the blood. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. Covenant relationship through the blood. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 20. We overcome Satan by the blood. And the word of our testimony. Am I right? Hebrews, I was in uh, Revelation 12 and verse 11. So even as you are saying that you are an overcomer. Hallelujah. The sin and anything can never. They will contend, but they are already filled. Eternal life through the blood. John chapter 6, verse 53. Hallelujah. Let me check my time. Because uh, time is not on one side. I may have to skip one or two things. Now we see that everything centers around the blood. Even, even in occultism. Blood. So the question is that blood. That's why I ask the question, what is inside there? And sometimes when you begin, you see, anything that God has, the devil has it. Do you know the, 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 the history of occultism? Or the place of occultism? Or why it came about? What the devil was trying to do? Because occultism is shielded in mystery. Am I right? Nobody would like to placate himself that this one is an occult man. They meet in secret. It's secrecy. And they borrowed the leaf from the church. Nobody will question me, oh how? Because not until not until our time or the time Jesus Christ came to the scene, the church was a mystery. I want to repeat. Not until Jesus Christ came, the church was what? It was a mystery. And any mystery is 
Sorry to use the word occultic in, in quote. And even in the church, the things that we practice in the church, an occultist will sit down and say, oh, it's the same thing. Because every occultism, any occultist practice, they must have a grandmaster. Am I right? And in our case, our grandmaster himself is Jesus Christ. The organ. And then you see that they will initiate you. Am I right? There will be initiation. And so when we come to the church too, we initiate. We, we baptize people. We bring them. There must be a sign. There must be something to prove that. You have become what? A member. So the new birth and the baptism, which results in the new creation, they borrowed all these things. And these things are being made possible because of the blood which was shed on Calvary. Are you with me? But the only thing, the only thing is that they are doing it negatively to certify their own hymns and caprices. Now, coming back to the story. We see God telling Abraham, and first of all, please note that his real name, the, the first, his real name was Abraham. And Abraham means exalted father. Abraham. Exalted father. Why did God have to change the name to Abraham? And make him father of nation. Because, because, brother, you can't go to God with your head up like this. For God to, for God to see that you are some... Before God, we are nobody. The one thing I like about this church is it's full of professors, doctors, but when they come here, you see the humility in them. Hallelujah. You see, the first thing is to, the show of humility. You see any, anything in any Christian, it's humility. So Abraham, Abraham, come down first. The way up is the way down. Today we are seeing something different in this world. That if somebody says he's an apostle or he's a prophet, he wants everybody to bow down to him. He wants everybody to worship him. But not in church of Pentecost anyway. Hallelujah. Because church of Pentecost, a minister, whether you are the political side or the spiritual side, the word minister is service. Angels minister to us. The service. So I'm a minister of God. You don't have to come and carry my bag. I have to carry yours. That is humility. So God said, no. Before I deal with you, first of all, you have to, have to change you from the horizontal from the vertical position to the horizontal position. Hallelujah. I know, I don't know whether some of you are happy with me, but that's what is happening in this world. People like posts. If an ordinary MP, the money becomes MP, his life has changed, his level has changed. You pick, you call him, he will not even answer you. He has not come to serve. He has come to serve his pocket and his stomach. But I thank God I don't have it in the Church of Pentecost. You see our MPs being dicknesses and elders and all that. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Let me tell you a secret. When you go to heaven, you're not going to meet any apostle there. Ask me why. 
Ask me why. And you're not going to meet any prophet there. Because the prophet of prophets, the prophet himself, he said, are you the prophet? John the said, no, I'm not the prophet. If you say, are you a prophet? I'll say, yes. There's one between A and D. Am I right? So if they were asking where to ask him, are you a prophet? He would have said, oh, yes, I am. But when they ask, are you the prophet? Say, hey, no, don't let me go there. <laughs> that one is, uh, even I'm not worthy, even to. So by the time we get to heaven, all prophetic ministries, apostles, will have ended. There will be no prophetic. You don't need it. And let me tell another secret. The 24 elders that are in the Bible, 12 of them are from the Old Testament. Old Testament prophets. Hello? Hello? I want you to get something. The Abrahams, the Isaac, and the Jacob, the Moses, the Joshua's, the Elijah, the Enoch's, they are, they consider the 12 of the 24, and then just like disciples plus Apostle Peter, they also consider the other 12, making what? 24. So I used to tell people that the highest position anybody can attain in heaven is an elder. And they call them elders. 24 elders. The seat is full. <laughs> so you are here and you brag yourself, I'm the prophet. You are only deceiving yourself. I say you are deceiving yourself. 24 elders. And the seat is what? Full. So if you are praying, don't pray that God make you, say, God, make me deacon. I like it. <laughs> hey, if I'm a deacon in heaven, ah, pastor, hey, tell your brother, humble yourself. Tell him again. All right. God was going to ratify, I think I have about 10 minutes more, ratify this covenant with blood. That's why I said you should undergo circumcision. Blood was very, very important. And anytime I think about the message, I think about Abraham, old man, oh, old man, 99 years, going for circumcision. How many of you were circumcised when you were old? You see, Pastor, they are all young, so they didn't see what we saw. They didn't go through what we, we went through. We went through, we grew with our thing, hanging. And in those days, when we were playing, we were boys and we were playing, we see anybody with cloth in front of him like this. That means that it's no-go area. Because the person has just got circumcised. That didn't help us. And then we hear them once, and then some two, they did, they did not also help us. Now, we are coming to Tawudu Koti, and we are saying, one Samo Koti, Boto, Maba. Announcing your presence with this knife. So the boys will run away. I'll go and hide there and see how the thing is being done. Ah, me And Abraham, 99 years. 
because of his feet. Getting circumcised with his son the same day. Oh, I pray that God will increase your faith. So that as you are dining with Lord Jesus Christ this morning, something miraculous will happen in your life. There was the need for it. Because Abraham is a covenant. And covenant, you have to bring your part. I have to bring my part. So Abraham, bring your blood. Abraham has gone to the covenant. He has brought it. God, what is your own blood? Hello? So I think that was the biggest question that was baffling Abraham all along. But one day, Jesus Christ took the cup. And he said, this is my blood of the new covenant. The covenant that I promised, the covenant that I went through with Abraham that has covered you. This is my blood. This is the blood of goat. It is the blood of goat, the blood of sheep. But I said, it is my own what? Blood, my part of the covenant. And because of the covenant, you are saved. And no one can take it away from you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Before I end, let me ask a question. Why the need for that circumcision and the covenant? Because God was going to do something in his life which was going to be remarkable. Abraham's expectation, Sarah's expectation was to have a baby. Hello? What is your expectation this morning? What's your expectation this year? I prayed for you that as you are going to die with the Lord, that which you have been expecting, today will mark a turning point. That putting our spirits together with that of pastor and the church hierarchy, I've prayed the Lord, even though Hannah was visiting Shiloh every year, one year made a turning point in his life. So, forget about, I'm not saying they are not good. They are all good. But I've prayed the Lord, may today's dying, may today's last supper open the way for somebody. Let it be historical. Let it, the person writing history. Let somebody get his Isaac through this last supper. So that the whole world will know that you sent your servant here for a purpose. Hallelujah. So that glory and honor be ascribed to your name. God bless you.